Duncan MacLeod, the Highlander. Born in 1592 in the Highlands of Scotland, and he is still alive. He is immortal. For 400 years, he's been a warrior, a lover, a wanderer, constantly facing other immortals in combat to the death. The winner takes his enemy's head, and with it, his power. In the end, there can be only one. May it be Duncan MacLeod, the Highlander. From the dawn of time we came, moving silently down through the centuries, living many secret lives, struggling to reach the time of the Best Bits podcast, when the few who remain will battle for the last. No one has ever known we were among you until now. Well, that was it. <laughs> this is the Best Bits commentary podcast, and this week we will be doing Highlander. Oh my God. I'm Jamie Hannigan, and this is my co-host, Kevin. Hello. This is my other co-host, Will. Hi, Jamie. Yes, we're doing another episode of All the Best Bits, and this is going to be our last episode of All the Best Bits for the foreseeable future. Yeah, we're going to park the concept for a little bit and mm-hmm. do something exciting and new. Yes. In the future. That's Jamie, what what's your do. schedule looking like? <laughs> Lads, I've seen this film once. I know it's one of your favorite films, Will, but what is it for you, Jamie? Uh, it's also a, a, a big favorite, but for, for weird reasons. I don't understand. I, I, have, um, I have a memory of putting this on at my uh, college film club. They were like putting on, oh, we're going to put on movies. And they were putting a lot of arty stuff on. They asked me to do it. So I was pretentious. Like, I was like, I'm going to take Highlander. And then yes. I remember just like the silence after like it played. It came out. And <laughs> <laughs> I was like. You were at the wrong film school. I would have I would have buddied up with you immediately. Because I was like, oh, yeah, somebody who's into the same superficial shit as myself. I love it. <laughs> so did Um, you lose all your friends as a consequence jamie or did uh what was what was the reaction i i remember one friend paul paul o'farrell just coming over and he'd he'd taken the week before he'd selected um betty blue as the movie this is movie he just came over and was shaking his head it's like yeah it wasn't really as good as i remember (laughs) oh lordy lordy Oh my God. <laughs> so I have a very different take on this film because I only watched this film, it was either last year or the year before. Wow. Mm. That was my very first introduction to it. And I was bamboozled <laughs> and baffled by the film. Yeah. So um, I'm ready to re-experience the absolute madness, which is Highlander. <laughs> oh, wow. Shall we hit play, guys? We may as well. What else are we going to do? Might as well. I'm ready to go. Jamie, do you want to count the stone? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one, play just felt so relaxed i just wanted to wanted to win. and nice. we're off studio canal is it i don't know who actually is there guys you were top mode when you first experienced this and i experienced this uh, through my neighbor uh who, who introduced julie kremen shirley kremen very Shirley-Kremen. close very close 
And she said, I've got the best film ever. And uh, she was right. It is the, one of the greatest <laughs> films ever made. I, so I became... And as you say that, the Canon logo comes yeah. up, which disputes your... Uh, I didn't know <laughs> Canon were behind it, because it has been now. It's been a minute since I've seen this film. But you were talking about screening it, Jamie, at a, at a film festival. Here we go. This is the, we have the opening uh, crawl Somebody here. read that out. Jamie, will you read that? In the dawn of time we came, moving silently through the centuries living many secret lives, struggling to reach the time of the gathering, when the few who remain will battle to the last. No one has ever known we were among you until now. I just read recently that Connery recorded this. It's a really weird echo because Connery recorded it in his Spanish villa and the producers either just didn't care or they were too scared of him to tell him there was a massive echo. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because you know where he recorded it, in his in his bathroom. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, he recorded it in his bathroom. That's where he recorded. And you know where he was sitting in yeah. his bathroom. <laughs> yeah, there's only one seat in the bathroom <laughs> through the dawn. So, <laughs> I think the reverb kind of suits it. I keep forgetting John. John I worked with John Plato in a short movie. Michael Kamen. He's the cop in really? this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's very good in it. He's very good in it. But I want to. I have a similar s- story to you when you screened it at that uh, film school, right? But in my it case, wasn't a film school, I should say. It was just a college. I didn't go to film school. <laughs> oh, it was college. Okay. Oh, sorry, sorry. At college. But when I was, I, I was introduced to this culinary school as, <laughs> when I was about eight. And I wonder they were all confused from about eight until for from about eight. I thought this was the best film ever made, and uh, at around twelve. I had met some other friends who'd never seen it, and I went, I've got to show you the best film that's ever made, because we were comparing... Oh, anyway, they watched it, and they were equally as dumbfounded as your college mates. We went, really? I So we open a Madison Square Garden, right? And it's a wrestling match, and there is a fucking Look at them. class shot coming up, and I still don't know how they did it. I'd love for your, both of your opinion on how they pulled off the shot. The first okay. time I saw this, there was a video shop on the... Well, no, on the I was I was probably about eight years, never at eight. I don't know, something like that. It was the cap, a video shop in the Captain's Hill in Leakslip. You know the way they in video shops they play videos in the corner, yeah. Um, you know, on the mm-hmm. TV to entice people in. And I was in staying with it's my cousin shot. Anne. This is on one of those sports oh. things, isn't it? The the the, the, volley, oh. the volley things. Did they oh. have them back then? I, um, invented by guy or oh, your friend Gareth Brown. Yeah, he invented those. Did he? He invented them as well? He, yeah, no, Gareth Brown invented every sort of camera rig device that's been used in any sporting event um, ever. He's he's done them all bespoke. Wow, yeah. that is a great shot, though. Yeah, it's a great shot. Yeah. It's, like, um, it's like the opening of Psycho. It's a cracker of a shot. Well, as a kid, this is this is the thing I saw, this this moment. I was in the video shop, just like, look, stay at my, my cousin, like, looking to rent Robocop, and... This was on in the corner, and I was watching it going, oh, it's a, is it a wrestling match? <laughs> and then I was like, as you'll now see when they cut to medieval Scotland, I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Man, he's a... I, I, he's a, I, I like, I like the... Yeah, that, this, this, that's what I love about this film, is that time jumping. It feels like almost like a time travel film, because it does jump back to, you know, Scotland, different time periods and stuff like that. Yeah, and I like I like the editing of this film. This film is well edited. 
Yeah, no, it is. V- How did Christopher Lambert get this role? They, He's a very he, unusual choice. He got us Tarzan from um, Tarzan. Yeah, yeah, and he had very little English. Very, very little English. Was he dubbed in Tarzan like Andy McDowell? No, he wasn't dubbed, but he didn't have that much English. He didn't have. I mean, that he was many, playing an ape you know, man, lines, Kevin. So, so you know, there you go. He get away. Couldn't speak English. I can. This is the Grey, the Grey Stokes one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Grey Stokes. Yeah, which I kind of have. Robert Town. Have a soft spot it? for that. Mm. Was it? And it might have sure been. He would write anything if you I've, paid him enough. <laughs> Wouldn't we all, Kevin? There we go. That's true, actually. Underground <laughs> car park. You know, as a teenager, and I just was. A, I had to wear long trench coats just for this reason, just so I could hide a sword under it. And I didn't. I didn't have a sword, but <laughs> yeah. I thought, like, what if people thought I had a sword? <laughs> That's almost as yeah, good. Puberty is rough. <laughs> But lads, I, I don't think anyone can deny that this film isn't well shot. No matter what you say about the story, I think it looks classy all the time. Like it, there's a lot of long lenses. There's a lot of ambitious, uh, ambitious settings and uh, crushing coke cans underfoot. Yeah, yeah. Oh. there's a moment coming up here where I, I had to stop the film and I thought, like, what is going on? <laughs> And it's um it's the fight that ends with the guy doing think, cartwheels yeah. all the way out of the parking garage. Yeah. When it would be faster just to walk away. Okay. Uh, it would have been. All right. Now he's it's being challenged. Like Wait. No, guy's not waiting. He's going to pull out a sword and start yeah. fucking around. The fact that this guy is, as you say, he just does look... I mean, he he's he's dressed like a middle-aged businessman, and he moves when they're not using the stunt double like a middle-aged businessman. Awesome. <laughs> That's so true. It is so true. <sighs> so, I'm going to go off memory now. Okay. This guy has shown up to challenge him to be the Highlander. No, no, not the, he. Isn't he it? is the Highlander. The, the the idea is the mythology is these are immortals. They uh, they are just born and they are they are uh, competing against each other to be they're drawn to each other to be the one and they have to behead each other. Once there's one left, they absorb all so the power like of every and Power Rangers. Then I don't know. I I didn't grow up. It's been a while since I saw Power Rangers. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> it was I don't a bit remember decapitation. Or after my time. It's a bit before, it was it's a bit after my after time. As my well, time. But, you know, I'm just trying to denigrate the film here. <laughs> I read the guy who wrote this, um, whose name has just dropped out of my head, Gregory Wyden. Yeah, and he he wrote this that, like, in boy. in film school. He yes. was like still just like I think just barely out of his teens, and he'd been watching <laughs> the the Duelists, and had this idea of like these guys like the same sort of thing, but the guys doing it throughout throughout history. I like it. Another great shot. Yeah, like rain. It's not rain; it's a sprinkler system. But like, yeah, there's the sound effects of the swords clanging is uh, particularly. It's individual to this film. <laughs> individual. Yeah, I used to think they were amazing when I was when I was eight. Maybe now I I, I might change change that. The, I actually did see an interview with the the writer, and uh, he said he got the idea when he was in film school. As you said, in England, he's American, but he was in England. Oh, Here's there he is. Sorry, Kevin. there's the backflip. Back no, this is the first time he's gonna. Oh, he does another gonna, one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It does look... It's not just another one. He just keeps going yeah. the entire length of the, the parking garage. I forgot he does two back... Oh, there he is again. There we Backflips. go. There we go. 
It's so, I think there's two p-tow, p-tow, kinds of films like, in the world. What? There's a film where Walk if a guy away. has the choice, he backflips out of a garage. No, he's, he's standing a choice there where again. he doesn't. Like, All films should have someone backflipping out of a scene, <laughs> frankly. Yes. All films. Yes. Think of a film. You would have loved the Power Rangers, be, Jimmy. Think of a film that wouldn't be improved by having someone backflipping out of a scene. Stalker. It's what? To be, f- um, it was it was the thing that <laughs> driving Miss Daisy was missing, uh, Jamie. Barry, Schindler's List. Absolutely. Barry Lyndon. Yeah, Barry Lyndon yeah. would have been like immeasurably improved by having several scenes of Barry Lyndon just like back flipping, <laughs> back flipping out. Like, if Citizen Kane, Predator. if Citizen Kane had a backflip, I really think he would have. His career wouldn't have gone to shit. I think that would have saved him. Or Rosebud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say the little flippy thing he does with the sword when he sort of is facing to flips it around. I spent yeah. hours um, practicing how to do that. Oh, there's his head cut off. Oh, here we go. Savage. See, this is probably the moment where it won over every boy. Yeah. It was like, oh, he beheaded him. Yeah. You don't see that in your average episode of He-Man. So this is what's happening again. Yeah. This is what's he's happening. Ab- he's absorbing all of his all of his memories, all of his power. Um, but it's really is going into the car. It's called a quickening, McLeod. There we go. Oh. There we go. And I, it kind of. I think they told the actors like you got to really look like this is an orgasm. Like he's you got to look <laughs> yeah. like you're like Christopher Lambert is looking like a big spotlight. They could put a big red on him there. Turned it on full. And it's like wind machine on. What? My retinas. Lambert is like, oh yeah. <laughs> Do you That's know he it. could barely see that he actually yeah, has that? What's that light condition? Yeah. You're joking me. Yeah. It doesn't look that way at all when you look at him squinting all the time. Yeah, well, yeah, well, he's got he's got a. What's the eye condition? Is it um, my, my, myopia? Myopia. There you go. Yeah, you can barely see. He, I, there's a there's a documentary about the making of Highlander too, which I'll get into. I suppose as we go in later. Oh, in, but, um, right. And. Yeah, he's he was like it's very difficult to do precision sword fights when you're like short sighted and you're carrying quite heavy. They're not rapiers; they're like you know they're large. Uh, and then his katana, his broadswords. Like anyway, he uh, he cut off like part of Michael Ironside's finger, I think, in a duel oh, in Highlander Two. Really? But, uh, and that's how he hides his sword. He's just like, ah, like he won't look up finger. there. They, they just like it's there. a little. What is it? What is it? Like an overhead, like a vent or something? <laughs> I think it might be a kind of a vent. Yeah, John McLean might drop out of it soon. And then suddenly, there we go. Look, look at that transition. Look at that transition. Oh, that was beautiful. Really was cinema for real. That was be- that was planned. And hey, <laughs> hey, the score. And they built that castle. The score and fucking Queen soundtrack. Oh, Michael Kamen and the Queen, just wonderful. The soundtrack is very is like almost impossible to get a hold of. It's it's yeah to download to buy. There's <clears throat> versions released and then not released. Fifteen May this year ever heard. Is that because years. of Queen? I don't know. They they never released this as an album, which they never released a soundtrack album, which was really odd. But they did release some of the tracks in a in a following up album. Maybe that's a part of the reason that it's a kind of magic. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, yeah. I heard they they weren't the first band who were offered the part. 
Really? Who who was before? Uh, I'll have to look up Abba. Wikipedia. Abba. Like, check it out. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's okay. It was a band I had not. <laughs> it was a band I had not heard of. Um, hold on a second, let me that. The Beatles. Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> <Lame>. Beatles. <laughs> they came back together just to do the soundtrack, just to do the soundtrack for Highlander, <laughs> the canon movie. Yep. Those. Uh, what, what's the name of the guys? This is for John. <laughs> What's the name of the producers, the canon producers? British rock band Marillion turned down the chance to record the soundtrack because they were in a world tour. A missed opportunity, oh. which guitarist Steve Rothery later said he regretted. The, wow. the, oh, well, it's apparent, and apparently the, the band uh, were called the Marillion. Marillion. Oh. Marillion. This is this actress here who's like, you know, yeah, going. Oh, come back to me soon, Connor. What she, what's her Celia Embry? Yeah. Is that her name? I've uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what else is she? She's a very, she's one of the um, I'll find her pillars of of British stage. The best Marigold uh, Hotel is one of the last things I think I've seen her. Really? In. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And now this clan in Scotland, they're going to go fight against the what are they? The McGregors? I can't remember. I'll say the subtitles here. Oh, right. nice lightning there. Here we go, lads. Uh, it's your first it's battle. They... Oh, it's Clancy We're Brown. Get that. Talk about, there's some good costume design. You know, who's the baddie? That's the fucking baddie right there. The guy with this goat skull on his head. The six foot two guy with the with the skull on his head. I love, what's this guy? like patting his horse down. He's rubbing his horse. Yeah. Who, who's going to rub? Who wants that job? It's like, listen, Bob, you've got the job of rubbing the horse of this, like, the six foot five Russian guy with the weird skull helmet who just, like, kills people for it's random reasons. That. It's like, oh, fuck that. It's I'd, either that or. I'd quit. <laughs> but, oh, man, that's a great landscape. Look at that sound, that landscape. Amazing. Yeah. So good. The casting, then. Do you like who's cast in the roles oh god yeah oh yeah well the, the primary roles I love Chris, Chris Lambert and Connery even though it's completely ridiculous and Clancy Brown is fantastic so um, yeah so far absolutely what about you me or, or James <laughs> uh, either, either one of you I forgot there's two of us here what do you think Kev you're, you're not a fan <laughs> it's a weird choice casting a Frenchman yeah <laughs> it's a, it's a it? medieval Scotland I don't think he's very convincing in this. I, you see, I again, I grew I, up with him. Yes, exactly. So you grew up with him. So to you, he's basically your dad. He's Highlander. But to yeah. me, to me, he's like he's just a miscast actor. With and I, I love the priest. <laughs> Cut of the guy's throat. He was. Yeah, I, I, I'd heard he was cast. Murder somebody man. and then bless yourself. Your man, like the 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 Russell Mulcahy said, what was it that he he just had this really foreign element that he thought like worked for someone who's just a man out of time, like he just had a something, which I guess kind of works. Like he's a he's a Scottish guy talking with a very. <laughs> I I agree with you, Jamie. When when you when he's in the contemporary New York scenes, he feels he doesn't you know, he feels like a foreigner, and he said that, and and that's how it felt to me as a kid and I think yeah. I always feel that and someone who's seen a lot seen a lot of shit in his time 
Uh, he just has that mysterious look at him. Like, there's a difference between him being here versus in the New York stuff. You know, he's quite naive here. And yeah, yeah. Silly. But so is the Kurgan. He's like, uh, he's just like very straightforward. Like, I'm just, I just like murdering people in a straightforward way. And then he's, he turns a bit nuts by the time. I'd read that Gregory Wyden in his first draft that the Kurgan was actually a knight who was driven kind of mad by his... Has the picture gone a bit odd there? Yeah, yeah the picture quality just completely it's changed. Not quite, this is an Iris, so it's an... It's ah, an optical right, thing. right, right, right. Yeah, oh, it was an optical right. thing because they were coming out of his well, eye. Well, you really do know this um, movie like the back of your hand. I remember. But, and you, the Kurgan was like a... Oh, that's a great shot in the back of the car yeah. as it zooms through. It's class. Is that Christopher Lambert? Because I would be terrified in the back of that car if, <laughs> if he was bombing it in the parking garage, yeah. not able to see two feet in front of him. You know, watching so, this again, I'm kind of like, so does does he just cut a guy's head off in the in the in the car park, and then he drives out of the car park? I mean, and suddenly there's like every single policeman in New York is there. It's like who? Jimmy, who found don't the question it. That's all I all I would say. I mean, the scale, the spectacle, the tone of it is great. The continuity and the the way that the story unfolds, it's a takes it takes big leaps. Oh, it certainly does. Like if you start to scrutinise it at all, you kind of have to use Christopher Lambert vision when looking at when analysing the plot or plot where you're just <laughs> squinting at it and you go, oh yeah, kind of looks like it works together. Yeah, 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 it's okay. But if you really look at it with 2020 vision, it you see here's there's a great transition coming up again. I love these. I love them. Just moving across mm. and just love. I'm going to ask ignorant questions. And who directed this? Uh, Robert Mel- Russell Mulcahy. So yeah, Russell Mulcahy was an Australian. He was a music video director before yeah. this. That's what I was going to say because I didn't know whether it was that guy was the music video director or the guy that directed the second one was a music. He video directed director. the second one as well. Did not enjoy Russell Mulcahy the, the second mm-hmm. one as well. Yeah, yeah, he, he did both of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Russell McCann, right. he was a very, he uh, he directed a lot of music videos in the early MTV era. He was like a hot shot, probably like a David Fincher yeah, yeah. before David Fincher. And I think this film looks great. You, can, you can't you can deny it. It looks absolutely fantastic. But he, I think after, he did The Shadow, he did a couple of Resident, maybe one or two Resident Evil movies after it. Um, and he kind of disappeared for, after Highlander 2, his career didn't really, it took a dip. He's Australian, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He did a, his like John Snow here. Was it his first movie? Was a, was a quite cool uh, carnivorous giant pig movie oh, called Razorback. Razorback. Yeah, yeah. Razorback. Yeah. I wanted to take a stab at it, but all I could think of was Rawhead Rex. So I thought I would just. No, it's 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 got a really good sense of kind of Mad Maxi sense of place to it. Um, I like it. Cons- Considering it's it's a gigantic pig, it it sort of takes its it has a, it takes exactly the right kind of um, tongue and cheekness with it. Anyway, uh, so here we are, in Madison Square Gardens, with the crime scene of with where literally every single person is there. I love this police. Yeah, Who's this character? Actual lens choices. <clears throat> what's what's this guy's name? The 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 police sergeant here. That actor is. Oh, I'm trying to call him. Ah, oh, there's John. There's so many faces. Do you know him? I I worked with him years ago on a on a short movie. 
um, oh, but he's he's better known for all his Coen Brothers stuff. Like he, he John did um, like in Miller's Crossing and like uh, uh, a lot a lot lot of lot of Coen Brothers stuff. Is it John Cassidy? Is it John John Polito? John, John Polito. Yeah, very nice chap. He passed away a few years ago. Oh God. This is a very, this is a, this is very early, I think, on his career. <laughs> I was actually just trying to look him up. Oh, God, I loved it. <laughs> it was just little details in this I always enjoyed, like him spilling coffee on himself and stuff like that. Now, the evidence, the evidence mounts up against uh, Mr. Nash pretty quickly here. You know, there's they found he's an antique dealer. That's what he does in his day job. They have found a decapitated body of uh, some uh, wealthy foreigner with a an antique sword underneath the ground. They have him fleeing the scene, and um, I think he gets off pretty light. To be honest with you, well, consider. I mean, if you find a sword at a scene beside a decapitated body, you're going to assume like that's the sword that was used on him, and probably, yes. I guess that, that they don't reckon that it was a sword fight. Because you know they're twenty, they're twentieth century cops. Mm, I suppose, yeah. I suppose, yeah. That was the murder weapon. There you go. There's a blind stare. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, Chris it's, called a, looking, it's called a hard yeah. stare. <laughs> yeah. But in his case, he's look. In, in Chris's case, he's looking across, going, "Is that a person or a coat rack? <laughs> Is that my island? Is that my island?" <laughs> Maybe that's my eye line. Uh, oh, he was Polish. Oh no, he's this is another this is this another body. This is the because all, all this is the story. All the all the immortals are flocking to New York for reasons. Yeah. And so this Polish guy gets killed in, in mythology. Jersey. Then this guy's get killed in Madison Square Gardens. Yeah, the Connery will set it up later on. He said, we, in the future, we'll, we're all going to be summoned to a new land. This is before America's discovered. And there we'll fight until there's only one of us left. So, so were the wrestlers at the beginning, were they also Highlanders? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I assume so. <laughs> okay. That I'm here now, sorry. That's, that makes sense why you started there. <laughs> Look at him. He's so smug. Yeah. For a man that can't see. <laughs> okay, I need to stop. Now. I do enjoy this film. Ooh, that's a dodgy line there. Oh yeah, yeah. for a piece of ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, the the line they followed it up with. They used the F slur. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the guy throws the the words horse punch. Reminds me of school. By the time you get to Highlander three, this this. Beat cop has been uh, promoted to a detective, I think. I've only seen Highlander 3 once. and I didn't even know they made a Highlander 3. Oh. I remember there was a Highlander TV show. Yeah. yeah. With like a, a big dude with long, dark hair. Yeah. Yeah. I maybe saw a couple of episodes and hoped it to be good, but it just even to 13, 14 year old me, it didn't, uh, it didn't, it didn't stick. It had its yeah. moments. Did you watch much of it, Jamie? I, I watched, yeah, I watched a little bit. Um, but I thought your man was quite did a better 
the Canadian guy who was the lead was at a more convincing um, Scottish accent than Christopher Lambert. Uh, and he had a, he had a sort of better what's his name what's his name again Adrian something anyway he he kind of had a I don't know he could have, he looked a bit like Sean Connery which is kind of odd but I don't suppose that really it's just like confusing there's also a, there was a Highlander animated TV show there's a Highlander manga TV show there's been a uh, there's this, Victor Kruger here's the Kurgan in the in the present day. With his throat slit yeah. healed over. Yeah, man. Like, uh, you know, they say there's a kind of an old cliche, screenwriting cliche, that your your film is only as good as get your bad guy. Get the money up front. Get, get the money up front, that's true too. Um, but just, I love all the little ancillary characters in this as well. Don't talk to the guests. <laughs> that's great stuff. <laughs> but I think the Corrigan is a fucking class villain. I really think he's ominous and 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 kind of terrifying. Uh, yeah, Clancy Brown is great. Yeah. And I love yeah. his sniper case that he's got his big, huge fuck-off sword in. He does a lot of voiceover work, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he's, well, he's done a lot of DC stuff. He's been Lex Luthor for a long, long time in all mm-hmm. the, on the DC things. I remember the, when I think I saw uh, the Shawshank Redemption and I was like, that was like, that's oh, right. shit, that's the Kurgan, was the, the guard. <laughs> What's the guard's name? Oh, I can't remember his name. He was the one to put him off, push him off the roof. Yeah, yeah. I don't imagine a full a sword that you could like assemble like that. I mean, very good for like you know, I guess traveling. But yeah, um, I don't know. It fall apart. Well, I suppose if you would it stand up in battle. Yeah, <sighs> it doesn't seem like it would pass the quality test. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm candy. He's like the said. Of course, of course you are. You are. <laughs> and of course, I guess his, yeah, his, all his line readings after, spoiler, after he gets his throat cut open by Sean Connery halfway through the movie, he's like all coarse now. Yeah. It is class. Yeah. And this is the CSI Highlander. This is basically a chemistry room. <laughs> yeah. I'm not surprised he didn't wipe that little fragment on his trousers before he handed it over to her. Just like contaminated as much as possible. I just got some gum on it here, darling. You know. <laughs> interesting choice of angles. That's all over the place. Do you mean interesting in a good way or interesting in a... Interesting in a good way, yeah. yeah. I think I'm watching this, I'm watching this and I've totally given up on the fact that the story is is it's written by a teenager mm-hmm. for other teenagers. Yeah. But the lenses, the 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 staging, the way the camera's moving, it's all, they're all deliberate choices and they're really interesting choices. Mm-hmm. It's stylish. Yeah. It is. I'll say this for Highlander 2. Highlander 3, I guess, is the, is the real sequel. But Highlander 2 is just, it's, which is bonkers. They rebooted to the fact that they're all aliens. There's a, that is one of those films that you said there was a documentary out there, and I haven't found it. Is there? It, I'll send you. I'll send you the link to it. I watched about oh, 40, 45 minutes of it, and oh. uh, it's 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 quite interesting. Yeah, is it kind of uh, made? It's not EPK stuff. It's kind of like made in in retrospect. Where they're open? Are they, are they open about mm. what actually happened? They, so I have only haven't seen it all, but it's so far they seem to be quite 
open about the fact that like, yeah, we were really, I mean, at the moment where I'm watching it is that they're still in the middle of filming it. Okay. And they're just, you know, Argentina was, uh, was having financial problems between that and the fact that they were unused to the Argentinian way of basically having like three hour lunches and like a couple of bottles of wine. Wow. The production designer was like, yeah, we we're getting like scaffolding to do these bills. And like, they were just getting, you know, random rusty scaffolding from like wherever they could like up building sites and stuff from other countries. And it's like, wow. I've never been as close to death as I have been on that, on that shoot. I, it's 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 I, like I said. It's kind of it's it's interesting, but it was like yeah, they didn't. It was like well, we sort of wrote ourselves out of a sequel. Yeah, yeah. What did you say? Madison Square Garden. Do you go there often? Why? Basketball, the circus, wrestling. Why are you asking me about the garden? Have you been following me? I'd like to walk you home, Brenda. I can take care of myself. Look at that, though. They decided to put massive halo lights outside the bar to give that sort of... Arc yeah, in light through isn't, the pub, and it's lovely. It does, isn't that it? This is this is a film that looks nice from every scene. It really does like look lovely. I um, what was the budget of this film? Well, it's Canon, so I'd say about six six dollars. No, Canon were chucking tons of money into their movies. Nineteen million, according to Wikipedia. Oh well, that's decent. But they were some. I, I think this is a studio. Canon may have been there, but there was some bigger studio behind this. No? In the documentary, they end up that the producers are basically giving out how in the US they they did this like weird. It's like they had this poster. It's close, black and white close up of Christopher Lambert's face that made him look like a like a serial rapist, and it was like that was the poster. And in Europe, he said they went all out. They did they like in France. They did like it was a big deal. Like. Like it was only when they went abroad that, that the film became uh, sort of got the reputation as being like, oh, this is actually something. Now listen, listen. Oh, here's Clancy Brown. Yes, Sorry. yes. The cloud. Never quite got how he was like always like looking for the Highlander. Like he always knew from the start that Jesus Clancy Brown just like towers over Christopher Lambert here, isn't he? Mm-hmm. What height is Clancy Brown? He's oh, must be over. He's like six foot, at least six foot two or three or something. Right? <laughs> Someone looked it up. Every time I, every time I ask a question, <laughs> Will's face lights up because <laughs> you're checking it out. With Google. Shut up! Shut the up! The screen lights up on his face because he's going onto Google because I'm know. asking him questions. Yeah, because I'm looking. <laughs> I know. So, I don't know how tall he is, but I, I said appreciate that. I appreciate you doing that. It's funny to me, and I don't know why I mentioned it. Um, this oh, does look like a music video director though directed this yeah he was He was. He, this is his bread and butter it really is so much smoke you could just oh in actual fact they, Steam in actual, yeah sorry Steam in actual fact they did the music video they shot the, he obviously directed the music video the Queen for the Queen track 
and Christopher Lambert is in it, and they actually restaged, uh, you know, some of the fights with Freddie Mercury and Christopher Lambert. Freddie Mercury's using his uh, his microphone stand as his sword, and uh, yeah, it's uh, they used the set for the big fight at the end up in that. Um, Anyway, when we get to it, I'll point it out. But yeah, it's worth looking up. The police officer and the chopper just showed up through a megaphone. Come back here. (laughs) (laughs) Jump jump on. He's like Chief Wiggum in the Simpsons episode. Running away. It's like, no, come back. (laughs) Continue bathing naked. (laughs) Also, they're they're throwing a ton of resources into pursuing him. There we go. A lovely transition back in time. So the dude... Oh, that was good. That was clever. The the dude who wrote it... Um, what was his name again? The Wyden. Greg Wyden. Yeah. He was... So as you said, he was a student. And how Greg Wyden. 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 Oh. Okay. It's like widening, when, but without the thing on the end. Uh, yeah, I thought yeah. you said Gregory Wyden. He got the idea when he was studying in the UK. He went down to the Tower of London and was look, looking at the display of uh, all these armory display cases of like armor and swords and weapons. And he just went, wow, isn't it going to be cool to own all this? And he went, he said, wow, wouldn't it be cool to have used all this? And like, what if you were alive for all the years that would have been required to actually have worn these in battle? And that's where the idea came from. And the script was written by the end of uh, the weekend. So there you go. But he said as well, he actually it went want- through a lot of drafts. I bet. <laughs> oh yeah, there's other writers involved. He wanted to do a time travel film, but not have it have it feel like a time travel film. But like, obviously, our character doesn't go on a machine, but it's just the way it's structured. It's just, it's just uh, longevity. He lives long enough. Yes, that's it. And I think that's fun. I think that's one of the appeals of this film. I'm, that I'm gonna. We see him in different periods. It is strange that, like, basically. Like they think, you know, he gets Conor McLeod gets wounded in battle, and <laughs> and then like he looks really sick, and they think he's going to die, and then he recovers, and they're just like, oh, he's dead. I, I... <laughs> like this stuff, they got him in the stocks here. They're like chasing him out of town. Classic Scottish goodbye. been talk of a Highlander remake for years now but is there any movement in it oh it's it's um what's his what's his dick um Superman Henry Cavill is, is uh oh, he's signed man. on to play Connor McLeod no it's oh. Chad Chad Stelski the, the John Wick guy stunt coordinator in the Matrix can't remember oh, I can't pronounce okay. it it's Australian, you know. You, you know, I'm talking about. Actually, anyway. isn't wasn't that just recently announced? Yes, I believe you like, actually texted it to me. <laughs> I probably did. But I want to try the Witcher series. I haven't watched any of it. There's a nice transition for the Mona Lisa. On the... 
I've heard the second season's a vast improvement on the Oh, okay. I, it's I, too late. They lost me with the first season. I'm, there's too much stuff for me to, to go back. Look, look at this. Oh, but it's, it's, well, it's down the south side of the city anyway, that's for sure. Sets were bigger back then, weren't they? Imagine what that would cost, you know. Like a, a would you call this a studio loft? Is that almost like a one bedroom in Dublin? Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, is that look at the is that a map painting at the back there? Like your, I bet you it is, Jamie. Yeah, it would have to be. Hmm. Yeah. Good call. We're definitely don't obviously that when they the say the meatpacking district, they they mean that it was a lot of. Oh, that's what was getting packed there. It was like oh, yeah. factory. Right. Yeah. It's not like a red light district or anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. No. <laughs> I mean, maybe also. I don't know. I love this. He's going to speak. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into my eight sided brooding room and brood. A conversation brood. pit. That's what those are called. And they were all over the place in the 60s. And I loved them. And I wish they came back. I'd love no a conversation. conversation. Yeah. Here, guys, if you looked at that last shot of the castle, that was a complete matte painting on top of the, let's say, a, ru- a tower rune base, but the top of it was a matte painting. That was kind of class, though. I only Look how it beautiful right Scotland looks. Yeah. I like, mean, on camera, I wouldn't like to be there. Oh, imagine <laughs> living back. Imagine bi- living back then in Scotland. With your top off. With your top off. I'd say Jesus. you would just be half Frozen. mud. I love his. I love his line readings here. I blossom just yeah. the way you like it. <laughs> Sticks his head in a bottle. Uh, it's a, it's a really, it's a, it's a really convincing like Edinburgh type accent. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. That's a very convincing kiss as well. Yeah. It's a very like you've always, he's he last we saw him he was being people were throwing literal pieces of shit at him while he was like strapped mm-hmm. to a piece of wood. Uh, and suddenly he's got a castle in the middle of nowhere. He's got a lovely lady. He's probably got some kind of like job. And just as they're kissing, oh no, it's Sean fucking Connery. Yeah. In a, in a flash of light, it's like he uh, wants to work Dr. Strange then. I want Sean Villalobos Ramirez. King Charles. King Charles. the Spain. And I met yourself. Another great costume. Like like peacock feathers. I love it. What do you want? I still am trying to figure out, right, this is one of these things now I actually have to uh, study. Why, if Sean Connery is one of the immortals, yeah. why is he coming to train another immortal uh, when he should be just decapitating him? I, I have the feeling there was some kind of like larger don't like, they explain technology it the of cut it it was not explained the second one just like complicates confuses everything I, I think there was something about the Highlanders is like I remember the TV series when it was more it was like he was supposed to be this chosen one it was like but it, it, like all this prophecy stuff maybe that, that was in the movie it was cut out okay we are the shame McLeod we are brothers they're just jump cutting all over the place. Yeah, it's great. Love it? I love it. 
I love it. Put his hands <laughs> up, and suddenly he teleported to another location on the hill. And here we are back. And uh, you know what I enjoy about this as well is the grime, is these grimy New York locations. That this yeah. crummy Hill Street Blues environment and everyone looks pissed off. There's, it looks great on camera, but I wouldn't like to be there. Oh, I'd hate to be there. God, I'd hate to be there. But I'd like to have it as a, a, a virtual location I could visit every once in a while. Smell Let off some steam. Let off some steam. Shout, shouting things like, you know, get me, you know... Get somebody on the phone. Give me the mayor. You're out of order. Yeah. <laughs> What's your badge? I'm going on to the meatpacking district. I'm going to Tommy Tang Street in the meatpacking oh. district. <laughs> You're off the case, McGarnagle. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there he is, sharpening his sword. <laughs> and I don't mean that as a <laughs> euphemism city. Here we go. <laughs> oh. Man, Frankie Howard would have been having a great support more this. Spotlights blaring in through the windows. Yeah. Oh, she just so happens to have written a large photogenic hardback book on metal metal <laughs> sword me. Oh, Matthias <laughs> looking a bit. He's, he's just going really... back to polish his sword. He looked at her oh picture and he's back to polishing his sword. Symbolism. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, so like he just look- opened up his browser he looked at the picture and he thought yeah I'll go back to cleaning my sword <laughs> here we I'm go, here swipe we go. Left. <laughs> another transition another, look at this transition isn't that nice that's the best one yet yeah, yeah. it's great the like- fish tank to the lake and Sean Connery rowing and then just getting pissed off with Christopher Lambert this is mm, you complain endlessly stolen what this. is haggish they they might have stolen this scene from the Karate Kids. Now, in all fairness, mm, this is what eighty six. What was Karate Kids? Oh, yeah, karate Kids eighty four. Okay. Another bit where Miss Miyagi then like got decapitated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was part three. <laughs> Sweep the head off. No knowledge whatsoever of your potential. Now. No, get out. Yeah. In he goes. <laughs> Connor son. Now we have the most uh, the pretty slightly you know, pulling my punches here. Unconvincing uh, tank. You can't drown, you feel you're immortal. Under, yeah, underwater shot. One of the most realistic, unrealistic things about this film is that you could possibly see your hand in front of your face in a, a lake in Scotland. Because you just know it's just full of silt. Look at this. Oh, it's looks, it does look strong. Full of uh, Loch Ness monsters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I can breathe. And he's going to like try sword fight. He's going to whack, whack my sword at some seaweed. It's playing so, around here. I, he's just sitting on a rock. He's just sitting on a rock at the bottom of the lake. To, to be fair, to be fair, shooting underwater is... Not not fun for for anyone. I don't and know how they you, do it. Did you do I it? I would on? never be able to open my eyes on the water and and see. Like did, I I watched the video of um, a Disneyland mermaid, uh, where her entire gig was floating around in a tank, and kids would come up and she would blow kisses against the glass, come up for air every so often, but. She would have to keep her eyes open underwater the entire time. And I just thought it would be blinded. 
God. Surely there's chlorine in that water. Human eyes are not designed for seeing through water. So you Maybe if they wear contact lenses, I don't know. I guess so. Oh, the fish coming out of his kilt. Great. <laughs> you cannot die, McLeod. Except so they do have pockets in those kilts. <laughs> Unless the fish are just like up his ass or something. Yeah, I, I was just thinking. He just clenched. <laughs> Jamie, did you do... Look, watch the ma- there's a match shot there. Do you see the top of the top half of that tower? Is are you there? saying this isn't a real tower? I'm saying the lower. That's a very convincing match shot. If that's the case. Oh, you can so see the 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 lines on the map painting. It's quite quite good. Just for that tower bit. Hmm. Yeah. I could what are you gonna what What are we gonna ask me? Will? Did you Did you have under, underwater shot in pilgrimage? Uh, we did actually. Yeah. What, we shot it what? Stanley Weber gets he he gets dragged underwater. I think at the end. Shot. Oh, it's so expensive to shoot in water. Oh, it's amazing you actually got it. We couldn't do anything on the water. Uh, it is very expensive. Do you have and, to bring uh, in a whole team, a specific team, to do that? There, yeah, well, and insurance and safety people. Shooting underwater, yeah, there's just because there was another project I was working on underwater stuff, and I remember the producer taking me aside and saying, "Listen, you can you can afford to shoot maybe." Was it like 5% of the script? We can shoot actors in diving, like wearing diving masks and things underwater. That's it. Or like it was seven pages, I think. He said, you got seven pages. That's it. It's like, we can't, it's just everything you do underwater. is like you're, you're quadrupling your, your the takes you're going to do. You're just increasing the, the chances of accidents. And, uh, problem. It's, it's not, no one wants to shoot underwater. It's, it's, it's very problematic. Uh, I have a a friend who just posted a picture of him shooting uh, an insert of a scene in his next film that takes place underwater where he needed a shot of the guy unscrewing uh, a certain device underwater Mm -hmm. and so he sent me a picture of what looked like a dunk tank you know the tanks that you get dunked into uh, in like like a bath tank or whatever they call them in Star Wars, like one of those things. Oh yeah, yeah. And the camera the camera crew are on the other side filming, and the actor is in the tank submerged with the, the sort of the panel, and they're shooting it that way to shoot the underwater. Right. Sequence. So it's a relatively small size. So the crew are outside shooting it through glass essentially, through, like he's in a fish yeah. tank. Mm-hmm. Right. But um, yeah, and they had a a lot of um, favors to pull to do that. Jesus. So see these moves that they're practicing right now. Mm, that was uh, most of my childhood when I was alone as well, just doing. It's <laughs> <stuff. laughs> like Lord of the Dance. Yeah, it was either I would have a sword, and we did a predator predator commentary recently. I would have my predator uh, machine gun with a grenade launcher, a homemade grenade launcher attached underneath, and I would have my sword down my back that I could just wield when I needed to draw it out and I knew all the moves and oh, I could man. do the crane kick as well I, 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 had, a, I had an idea for a spin I didn't know who to pitch it to I was like you know it would be a great fucking a great uh, what is it IP collision Highlander versus Predator oh wow that's an actual really good one <laughs> yeah. well it's yeah you can see oh my a, god Follow that through. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, no. Predator is one of the Highlanders. 
you got a predator. It's like you know, the Highlanders are, or whatever the immortals are. Yeah, they're, you know, you see immortals. Am I am I doing the diehard thing of calling John McClane diehard by calling? Calling him, uh, pre- predators. just call them all. You know what? Let's call them all predators. Call all Highlanders. Highlanders. Highlanders versus predators. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think it's fair enough to call them Highlanders, Kevin, because because you know, second, if they uh, okay. jump into the lake. Uh, oh, he's wearing boxer party. shorts. I saw him. Yeah. <laughs> Movie's fake as fuck. <laughs> so, fighting, actually, isn't fighting on a mountain that that guys go commando under kilts? Well, not me isn't anyway. Just a, whenever I wear my up. kilt, my breakfast kilt, it's always commando. So True is he knocked his sword down the side of that fucking mountain. And it's like, yeah. well, that like, well done for. We could have probably sparred somewhere where we don't have to, you know, fucking arrows to like find my sword again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, ball burst again, lads. Thanks. Oh, you disarm me now. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll be back. I'll be back in six hours. We'll continue Fuck's this. Sick Highlander. I'm not joking. I even just watching this with you lads yabbering in my in the background. This film is just giving me tickling me and making me uh I just it's an enjoyable film. It's a romp. That's what it is. It's a movie. It's like this is this is this is as as Kevin pointed out. This is the see the movie where someone like will cartwheel out of a car park rather than just like, yeah. you know, walking away, which would be the normal thing to do. But obviously, yeah. the cool thing to do is to like cartwheel <laughs> to do like yeah. backflips out of it, you should always, yeah, always backflipping, always backflipping. And I think I like there's a lot of these the interesting camera moves and uh, how well it's shot. Essentially, I I think that was ingrained in me when I was a kid as well. Because when I came to the third film, I remember just feeling ah, oh, it doesn't look as good as the first one. I know I was a kid watching the third film, but I could tell it wasn't didn't have the same level of quality. Have you, have you watched the second one? Like, did, oh, do you recall? I haven't seen the second one since the time I took three classmates to watch it with me in the cinema. I told, I believe I told the story and almost yes. lost all my friends. Yeah. I almost lost all I, my friends because I said, the sequel to the best film is in the cinema. We have to see it. And uh, I, it I, I remember to, like... What was it? I remember seeing like Hard Boiled. I think like, renting that in VHS in like nineteen ninety five or something. Whatever it was, and then I was like, I coming into like school the next year. I have seen the future of cinema, and it is hard fucking boiled. Yeah, and persuading like, and they just no one got it. They didn't click. They're like stupid. It's like, they, they didn't watch it, or did, no, they, they watched didn't watch it. it and they just not, didn't got it. They didn't get it. Losers, yeah. losers. Yeah, they were losers. <laughs> and. I think I took a bunch of people to see Face Off as well in college, and eh, I don't know. That, that was a slightly similar situation. We, where, I, go on, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, they were, they were hated, that I hated Face Off on release, and then I quite liked it. Uh, mm. Watching it recently because the film is fucking insane. Yes, and I was able to go along with it a lot better this time but the first time I watched it I thought this film is it's not cool this film is so dumb maybe that's the thing with hard boiled like if you but I, I don't know the first time I saw that I was like oh my god this is the this is this is fucking brilliant like I've never seen anything an action movie that's shot like a musical like it's it's just insane um, that single take in the hospital wasn't in the hospital that uh, they go through different floors 
was yeah. utterly incredible. It really was utter. It's a single take, you know, shootout. It's fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. Would you like living in? I know, I know they got a couple of stories, but like still, oh, they could get a bit central more. heating, but central heat. unreal. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, is the is the back? I mean, my my kind of like head for this is like that. You know, he found this this shitty castle in the middle of nowhere. And just like moved in. Yeah. Because like you know, obviously it's he didn't build a fucking thing. But it's like, I don't know, wouldn't everyone, all these people wandering around, ah, oh, there's like a disused castle there. Like, fuck it, it'd be like yeah. full of people. Of course it would, yeah. There would, there would be a whole village living around it. Yeah. I wonder how long they shot for. This, uh, let's ask Dr. Wikipedia. There you go. I was just except I'm going to see my face light up again. because I'm, I'm going to take a, a guess that they, they shot for six months. Hmm. Okay. Because there's a lot of unit moves. There's well, no, I'd say all that Scotland stuff. That's all within like probably like twenty thirty. Oh, twenty no twenty. I was gonna say twenty thirty kilometers. Like there's not that much. Um, they're staying within like a. They've got a unit base, and then they're like shooting within that. Yeah, I yeah. guess. And the New York stuff, all so far, has all seemed to be like the what the. Down the stage stuff. And then there's the. It's just they used to take more time back then to f- make films. They wouldn't bang out a film in like 21 days. I introduced myself to the lady that was there. <laughs> oh, Sean Cuttery. Oh, would you like some more wine? Would you like more wine? They wouldn't have. No, I, d- I don't think this is historically. Oh, he sensed Clancy Brown. Or he smelled Uh-oh. a fart. One of the two. Probably. I bet John Woo liked this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, all, so? those, all those pigeons and doves? Yes. Yeah. Here we, here he comes. That's it. Look at that hair. I do. He is massive. Yeah. I like the, I like your man Gregory Wyden's backstory of his original draft, Kurgan being just a knight, a noble knight who was driven insane by being immortal. Whereas oh, wow. could, apparently, sense. apparently Clancy Brown was like, oh, I kind of like that. Like he, but they were like, no, we want you to be a punk. And he was like, no, you, but you, apparently I heard Clancy Brown was going, oh, but you wouldn't know in the, if you saw him in the present day, he'd be like, he'd be like an executive, you know, you wouldn't know right. that he was a, uh, that he was, he wouldn't be like literally the guy you're going to say, who, who do you think is going to cut off a head? It's like, well, it's probably that crazy guy there with the brief, the, the weird, like, briefcase with sword bits inside it. <laughs> Where is Highlander at the moment? Uh, he's off stuff in yeah, Highlander. Highlander. They, they, yeah, they did, they, they did make some excuse for why he wasn't on set. I was just glancing there and they were reading up on how cheap, how the producers were trying to cut costs any way they could. <sighs> now you die. They had a sort of a cheapness to them, even though there was a ton of money spent on them. You cannot win, Ramirez. I am the strongest. My gut has improved your voice. Mm. One of the ways they said here, as an example, was that on the first day of filming, they decided that the extras wouldn't get any food. So the (laughs) the crew threatened to leave, and then one of the assistant directors brought Connery in. 
and Connery and Connery basically pushed the issue, and it was because Sean Connery got them to, 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 to the extras could eat because of Sean Connery. It was oh in God. Scotland, and it was in Scotland as well. Yeah, he's not oh, going to fuck around. Connery would never would have lived that down. He did a Connery no. movie, and they never fed us. No, it's uh, can't be voted for Scottish independence. <laughs> I love how this castle, this wonderful set, gets like destroyed by like Clancy Brown just like whacking it with his sword a few times, and it's like just the it just keeps yeah, and it's like it, he he catches on fire. <laughs> well, I, uh, I love as it. as okay, I'm going. I, I'm transported back to eight-year-old me, and it was me. His sword was kind of like He-Man's sword or something like that. It had so much power that it could literally topple buildings. This is yeah. the kind of stuff that when I would be watching films as a kid, I would also be inside the movie making process and imagining how cool it would have been to have actually been there as they're making it. Yeah. Yeah. I really like how he, he whacked the sword there. Oh, and then it's just like, <laughs> he's just like he hits Sean Connery and then like there's a, a random wall just falls down behind him. Yeah. <laughs> a whole section of it. Oh, that's pretty badass, though. Pulling yep. out a sword from your stomach. Yeah. That's been mimicked in several films. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's, always just, he's always just happy when he kills somebody. Yeah. He's just a happy guy, the Kurgan. Like, uh, to be fairness, he's just really, <laughs> yeah. really happy. Like, he's he positive role models. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. He really he does enjoy it. Behind. Yeah. Oh well, now they're getting like the. Who is the woman? Hey, remember Pull I his hair. Remember I said it's like he's going to nibble his earlobe, Sean Connery's earlobe. He's just so close to just nibbling that earlobe. And remember? they spent two weeks filming this. And they six. Tonight you sleep in hell. Well. No. Oh, he's got his hands. He's like, see the way Connery was posed, uh, as if his hands. He was praying. Oh my God, it's gonna be okay. Mm, <laughs> why we might get that head stitched back on? Just but a flesh wound. Uh, yeah, it's Clancy Brown going across the uh, up above and beyond for like doing his eye eyebrow eyes there. Yeah, doing the old white eyes. I think Tommy Wiseau liked this movie. <laughs> and it's like she plays a good part oh. see back in the 80s they had great roles for women <laughs> there was so much variety they really there was wench there was damsel in distress <laughs> there was untrustworthy uppity uh, metallologist and there was witch and that was it oh there was secretary as well sorry we forgot about secretary Yes, yeah, secretary, and I think we're going to see the secretary in this. Yeah. And I think the secretary is actually um, a really established actress. Oh, really? Yes. This is Brenda Wyatt. That actress right there. We've already met Rachel. What can I do for you? Yeah, what's her fucking name? Um, the kind of woman who takes advice. That depends. Advice about what? Actress. What's her name? Rachel. Rachel. Highlander. Mm. 
Sheila Gish. Yeah, characters. Yeah, big stage actress. Here we go. All right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, she's still great roles. Great roles for women. Holy shit! She's been. She's still going. Mansfield Park. Uh, I still think that Sean Connery's alive. Unfortunately, Sean Connery passed, Kevin. I know, but don't you think that his his persona was so huge that it doesn't feel like he's passed? He's a true. He's a true movie star. He's someone he that is. when you see his characters, because he's all he was always old. I think even when you saw him in Bond, he was kind of old, even though he was in his early thirties. As long as there's people around to do bad impressions of him, you'll never die. <laughs> oh, cutie! I can't do it now. I can't do it. Sean, get to the chopper. <laughs> He's best rule that one. <laughs> I, you see, and this is one of the relationships. Oh, oh, and here we go. This is the I missing like scene for American Cut. This is a scene that was all that was. Uh, this is back in World so War the, II. So the actual lens just smashed. Yeah. yeah, and it almost looked like a 3D. This and is like the a- scene. I had to rewind this about. 20 times when I was a kid, I was like, I'd watched the scene. I was like, what the fuck is he saying? Oh, is it so we see, uh, Jack? Something that he's, he's kind of like kill off line. What have you said, Jack? You're the man to raise. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that sounds, that sounds interesting. What, what, what do I think? And he was back in the days of VHS, so he didn't have subtitles. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'd rewind it. It's like, Okay, that's maybe getting better. My God. What? Something yeah. I bet you it was one of... Why, can I just ask, though, why was this cut from the American release? Uh, I, I I actually don't know. I actually was... I think they, t- they spoke <laughs> about it. Was it length? Is it is it a case that they were just trying to make these films shorter to, so they this could get more an... screenings in? Oh, this, it's a kind of magic. Obviously, yeah, obviously yeah, a Queen fan. And I really, I think the scene is really endearing because it helps the, the Rachel character then. Why is Rachel with Wait, him? We're, so get, think, we're getting to it now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever you say, Jack, you're the master race. And I, yeah, it's the way he delivers it. It's so hard to understand what he's saying. You're the master race. Yeah, he, I understood he, it. But the subtitles just... We're up there, and it's like, <laughs> you say, Jack. <laughs> Again, Kevin, what are those lights you're on about? That's uh, is it halo lights outside? They're no, I've got it wrong. They're they're halogen lights, they're like halogen massive, um, the ones that they use to basically light a street, okay, or yeah. they will bounce them to make it look like moonlight. Mm-hmm. They're just belted. I mean, basically, this, this woman is his daughter. Yeah, which I I kind of that's the that's the kind oh, of the weird. Oh, she's a little girl, isn't it? That's right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all coming back to me now. That's what. Um, oh God, why can't I recall that song? Who wants to live forever? No, it's all coming back to me now. Sorry. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Freddie Mercury. Yeah, Freddie Mercury famously did sang that song. Man, they could have they could have fit Freddie Mercury to a cameo in this fucking movie. Maybe just one a random immortal who gets murdered. Isn't he it? could play Corgan. Oh man. 
does teeth. That'd be awesome. You could just nibble through his neck. Well, there's another English yeah. actor. What's his name? Corshi. Uh, I think who we're going to see in a few, about 10 minutes here. An old friend of McLeod's. I was like, yeah, you could have like, you could have Freddie Mercury in that role. Has she done anything since this? Uh, Brenda. The, the, yeah. Uh, probably. Brenda. Well, I got her. Oh, she's been in Roxanne Hart. Yeah. The good, the good girl. Uh, she was at Robin's, Robin Williams film, License to Wed. Um, the Verdict she was also in. Where are you going? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Make yourself a drink. There are glasses uh, in the bar. So she was in, she's been in a bunch of films. When did Christopher Lambert go away? I remember seeing Fortress, and I've not seen him in anything since. He's in that Coen Brothers movie, Hail, Hail Caesar. Caesar. Yeah, he's in Hail who Caesar. Who was he in that? He's the director in that. Who? It must have been a very small part. Ah, it was a, it was a cameo. It was pretty good, though. Right. I like, saw that film. He's still... I don't remember him He's enough. still making films. There might be European films and stuff like that, but he's definitely still... Yeah, it's a lot of European films. God, that's so sad. <laughs> making European <laughs> films. <laughs> three Irish filmmakers, like, sneering yeah. at European movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting view. Uh, and there's, like... Excellent, uh, excellent raincoat. I had her use of raincoat that was almost exactly like that, except it maybe looked like a douchebag. <laughs> yeah, I've never had a raincoat. I, Jesus, I look terrible wearing a raincoat. So those type of raincoats, like, are there? Obviously, I wonder. If I, I don't know what the what they feel like. You know, remember wax jackets? Did you ever wax, have a wax jacket? Yeah, I tell you, loved wax it, jackets. Wax jackets were like the uniform for school. Yeah, but they were they had a weird texture to them. I just could never. What were those? What were the wedges shoes called? Hennessy. Okay, so he's got a cognac here. You got a Hennessy cognac yeah. that's from like I don't know. It's like some stupid year amount of year old, isn't it? What year is it? I really like the scene. He's like, oh, the year brandy, brandy. Sorry, not brandy. Seventeen eighty-three. Wow, that's old. Old. Not as old as me. <laughs> it was a very good year. I like that. You see, I like these time traveling elements. Elements. Great mess. Among golf, your brothers went up in their first balloon. Kind of dumb, but there's something. There's something about like Christopher Lambert's weird, like just out there voice and and the really tight focus on his face as the camera's like zooming in. I'm with you, in. Jamie. I'm with you. It, it works. Still, I don't know. There's it's, an alchemy to it that um, is so charming. Yeah, I think like easy, that that you know that amount of old brandy is probably better than like the what was that Jennifer Lopez movie where like hey I got you a first copy of the Iliad or something <laughs> <laughs> a signed copy. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I used to actually before I f- finished drinking, I used to drink brandy as my um, tipple of choice. I would. If I had something in the house, I would really, would be yeah, good choice. But my my heart would be beating like a, 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 like a race. anytime I've had the next day. Anytime I've had brandy, I I am um, I immediately break out in a sweat. I'm like roasting. It's not good for your heart, brandy. Just, you'd be like a, a racehorse. Sitting outside watching your partner. <laughs> 
I'm going to finish my wine, and I'm not going to go on to... What do I have there? How many centuries do you think it would take for yourself to go insane if you were immortal? Uh, The way it's looking, just under the one. Yeah. (laughs) Just under the one, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) One will do it. One would definitely do it. Yeah, it's a nice... It's a nice idea, I think. I like. I'd, I'd like to see them sort of doing that and exploring that idea. Doing um, what? This thing about the idea of being a what being an immortal, like the idea of a of a of a lifespan that spanned more than say eighty to a hundred years, like what that would do to a person's psyche, is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to get, have there been any other films that kind of played with us? In outside I, of this type particular genre, I and I'm probably telling. Uh, I remember being in a in a meeting where there was a movie in development, and the idea was where we have a certain edit name of actor, <laughs> um, okay. big Hollywood actor, and it's going to play an immortal. But it's like it's it's some kind of a. Um, it's, it's not magic. It's basically just like a gene, a weird fucking. Bi- uh, biological fluke yeah. and he's immortal and we uh, okay Steven so, yeah, Seagal <laughs> no well I uh, sure look I'll get into this when the camera when the mics aren't rolling yeah but um, uh, and I remember like Steven I just Seagal. and it was like <laughs> I was like yeah but you mean like Highlander and they're like no but like you know he's just like he just like, lives longer and I just <laughs> but that, god I, uh, damn I, it I, Jamie why you keep bringing up Highlander <laughs> I, I kept ruining the pitch because they kept being like, but you mean like Highlander? It's like, I can't. I was like, fuck that. It's like, it's like Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. God. Um, so anyway, this is, this is the, no, uh, who wants to live forever? Queen's yeah. really terrific fucking song from this. I got to say real, real ballad moment here. It- absolutely crying and if you wanted any proof that that was a matte painting of that tower there's the runes in the background and they just stuck some mats they just it definitely was a matte painting earlier on I think you might be ahead of me Will really? well are you looking at are you looking at Christopher Lambert is approaching a croft and he's about to see um, no he's already there I'm looking at him oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he's approaching yeah. the, the hay he's barrels. walking over and he's going to look over and he's going to see he's looking down the Heather. worst. He just said Heather. Yeah. Okay, we're all together. We're all together. He's like, oh my God. Oh, this is a bit. No, no, she's old. <laughs> this is the bit that I, I love about this film. We see that, and I, it's the music as well. It's just to see her aging and him still, still being young. And he really does. They're still in love, like, you know. But I do love it. It's kind of heartbreaking. To be fair, she just does look like she walked through a flour mill. Mm-hmm. She's, yeah. She still walks like a 21-year-old. Yeah. But the idea, the idea is very strong. Her, her character, her character is probably only forty, right there. You know, if we're if we were being accurate to what the life expectancy expectancy of people was like in the sixteen hundreds or whatever. She's already. You know, what she's what you're saying. <laughs> what I read is that people did not die a lot younger uh, as you go back through the centuries. It's just that infant mortality was so much higher that okay. it adjusts what the uh, the average. Lifespan uh, was okay. in, in that case, right? But Makes also, sense. so many, so many women died in childbirth that, like, um, yeah, 
horrible. If you weren't life. if you weren't giving birth and you're as a teenager, then like you're like, Ugh. it's all over. It's for not you. advisable. Yeah, it's you're, you're, yeah. Things could get ropey. I'd never go through it again. <laughs> <laughs> I on a on a random note, uh, I was watching. I, I uh, during the pandemic. Kev, you watched this for the first time in the pandemic, and I rewatched this for the first time like about ten years or something in the pandemic. And my my wife is Italian, and she's only ever seen Highlander dubbed. Okay. Watched this, and she watched okay. it for like about fifteen minutes, and she was like, "What the fuck is wrong with his voice? <laughs> the oh. dubbed Christopher Lambert's dubbed voice sounds better than whatever he's talking." <laughs> We're in the Highlands, and uh, where else? Mamma mia! Uh, running down the mountainside. I I don't want to. I'm not gonna like you know throw shit. In He's you know as 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 Will you you pointed out as as an immortal in the present. Christopher Lambert's got a great accent because it's like what you, you're from everywhere and nowhere. But yeah. As a guy who's like, in this case, we're guessing he's like, he's probably like a, what, a 60, 70 year old Scottish guy. Yeah. And he, he's, yeah. yeah. He's gonna, he should be pure, thick, a thick Scottish accent right now. Saying heed <laughs> and shit like that. That's a cool shot. That's a cool shot, lads. It says a lot there. I love that. Uh, the McLeod, yeah, so close to the sword. Look, if you moment. you can't do wrong with like a sword stuck in the ground and someone walking away in the background, like that's Guaranteed. it. It's your fucking Guaranteed. movie. You're going to get an Oscar. Guaranteed. Simple as that. Here you go. This is this is this is your man Q Corsi. I think this could have been this could have been Freddie Mercury's cameo as well. Well, this guy's pretty good. Wow. Hey. And I like the fact that they meet each other. Like it's it seems like hundred years. It probably has been a hundred years. So, like, there's this little kind of networking community. But you know what? All of that majesty, if, with the new Highlander film, the, the mystery and that kind of disconnect is kind of gone to shit because they can just be WhatsApping each other the whole fucking time. So, like, how are you getting on yet? Did you get you decapitated yet? Nah, nah, can't. Still, still have the head on. Still here. Yeah, still here, yeah. There's WTF, no, like, still here. Yeah. No, LOL. Be no, um, you would just make it that they can't use technology. But they're, they're, oh, like they, they can't kill each other. Electrically charged. No, no, no. It's just that they're too old. They can't fucking do it. <laughs> they just can't use anything that's got a, a microchip in it. They just can't do it. <laughs> Why does he keep telling me lots of love? What the fuck is wrong with him? <laughs> this is another little funny. Uh, back to 1783 here. There's a jewel. I, I think this is great crack, actually. Two lads. They're doing a Hamilton on it. Yeah. Which I think I, I sent a text message to you guys recently, which I, after uh, two years after you guys saw it, I finally got around to watching Hamilton. And what did you think of it? Wait until you find out who kills JR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shoots JR. Uh, I still don't know. I still don't know. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm glad to live in blissful ignorance. Uh, it was Grant. It, it was catchy. Um, yeah. There's a certain myth-making about American history I find really interesting compared to, like, say, 
Irish history and even English history, like where where sort of um, failures are celebrated and kind of revered as much as, whereas, I, I, yeah, I don't Can know. I the, mention something as you're saying ahead. that I'm curious to know whether kids in other school systems in other countries, English kids, American kids, whether they're taught about their own culture through the myths that we have. Because I remember in school, we were learning about Fionn McCool and uh, about uh, the Salmon of Knowledge and all these sort of like myths that we're being told. Mm. And I don't know whether kids in school in England have been told Arthurian legends or... It's good. Have you? Like an interesting sort of blend into history. It was mixing history with sort of uh, mythology. Well, I suppose the problem we had was that, no, Jamie, you can correct me, is that our history is, so much of our history wasn't documented in the same way as, you know, English and imperialist history probably was. So we just had to go into the makey uppy story stuff. <laughs> just say, this is history. It's, it's all kind of blurry because I don't know whether that was our introduction into harder stuff. So we start off learning about Queen Maeve and about, you know, the, the daughters that were turned into swans and mm-hmm. all those sort of like stories. Do you guys remember that or is it was it just something that happened in the North Mun? No, I remember that sort of so yeah, we got a lot of salmon and knowledge. I remember those little kind of textbooks where you have those stories in them. Yeah. What about you, Jamie? Yeah, no, I I, I remember them. I mean, uh, obviously a lot of those stories from things like the Ulster cycle and whatnot where they were, you know, oral history stuff from, uh, that were then recounted and then written down by the monks and whatnot. So they, they were always rewritten to give a certain Christian element to them. Like the, 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 the children of Lear is a good example of where like, they hear the, that's the one. Yeah. The, the fucking, the bells, the bells of St. Patrick, whatever. And then they like that. That's the thing that breaks the curse. But, um, I, I, I mean, as for Arthurian legends, I don't know. I mean, like I, I found that like, uh, I, in Ireland, where we we need we we haven't been given enough of that. I think I've given more. We need more 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 mythology, mm. far more of it. The trouble is, is because it is the or legends, and then like they they hit like you know the, from five six hundred AD, and then suddenly this like the only people who's writing them down are are monks, and so obviously they have a slanted viewpoint, and they they write the, they rewrite the stories accordingly, so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was writing a thing years ago about that, and it was like you're trying to go back to those legends and find the stuff that's written down, and then you're trying to unpick the what would have been the Christian interpretation of it, and trying to think, okay, what would it have been like before this guy rewrote it, and then what would it have been like two hundred years before that? Oh, as I'm talking, I just missed like one of the most the best decapitation sequence in the movie. <sighs> I had honestly forgotten about the scene. Completely forgotten about the scene. Yeah, cast cast a gear gets gets his head cut off, and then the Kurgan gets machine gunned. Yeah, by another guy. He's one of those like, oh, it's that guy, that guy face. You know, Did, I've seen that is guy. Is this one of those scenes that got cut? But no, I definitely saw this. I, now I'm watching it. I'm like going, no, this is a scene that I saw as a kid. So we obviously saw the European cut. So um, as a, as uh, as kids. Hmm. 
I saw this one. I don't know. You were saying that when, when Kev, you, you, you text me like, oh, what, what cut are we going to watch for this? And I was like, I, and, and what we're watching now is the cut that I watched. Yeah. I don't know. When I was a teenager. Yeah. I remember this shot when I was a kid. I remember this, him lifting him up. He's impales him on his sword and raises him up. This is quite a violent film for an eight year old to be watching. Yeah. It was class, but I think it was kind of, again, it's the scare. It's not scary. It's no Robocop. But this wasn't, I think, is the tone of this, Kevin. This wasn't right. scary. It was. This is you, more violent than some of the horror films that I would have been watching. Yeah, for me, I was just, this, this didn't scare me at all. I just thought this was so cool. And, I mean, and look, was, look at the bullet holes in the Kurgan's vest. It looks like a, like a design. You know, I'm sure you what could. What reading you, was it? Oh, it surely <laughs> was 18, 15, 18. I'd say 18. This was 18 for sure. There you go. You got away with murder. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not joking. Watch an 18s film, dude. Oh no, my parents weren't a barrier as to what I put in the video player. Not at all. It was like whatever <laughs> my brothers could rent it, I watched. <laughs> oh yeah, manholes blowing off. Uh, that's what you want to see. Every glass on an alleyway blowing off. Yep, still looks cool. Yeah, that's the great. Imagine, imagine how they they pulled that off. Obviously, pulled it off for real. They obviously did blow the glass on on several stories on either side of this alleyway. Now the Kurgan's gonna like come into your tourist car. <laughs> it's quite such a nice shot. It is class. <laughs> uh, yeah, cuts the top off the car. <laughs> yeah, you guys smile. <laughs> smiling. That's that's why Kevin. There's so many little moments of humor in this film that, uh, and, and the old lady sitting sitting on the side of. I love this. It's it's just a, mom. <laughs> I always found that funny. Do you know the way it is? It's like for me watching Tremors versus you watching Tremors. That nostalgia is a hell of a thing. Absolutely. So if I had seen this when I was eight, like you, I, it would have been one of my favorite films ever. Take it easy. I'm telling you, I checked everywhere with everybody. There just aren't any witnesses. It's New York for you. 20 people. Yeah. It would, it would have blown my mind as a kid, but it's so batshit. But you're right. Uh, nostalgia is a hell of a thing. So the, the aspects of it that I appreciate is the production value. Uh, and the concept. Yeah. You can't, you can't yeah. get away from the fact that the concept of an immortal guy living throughout the centuries is an incredibly strong one. Yeah, like that was the thing. As a kid, as a, as, a, as a teenager, I was like, that, you know, that's the thing. He's Dracula. Like, sort of like, yeah, but he's Dracula without the blood sucking and the, look, look, he's a, he's oh, he's a handsome, he's a handsome, slightly myopic Frenchman. He's like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> this guy survived. Is he French or Belgian? Oh, good question. Sorry, well, Christopher Lambert. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. say he's French. He's a wait, hey guys. He's an American-born French actor. Yeah, he was born in in Brooklyn. I actually remember that. Um, what? So he's an American-born French actor. Yeah, he I was born in Brooklyn. He was Belgian. No. Yeah, that's what it is. And I ain't safe. I can't he protect was married, myself. He was married to Diane Lane. I didn't know that for like seven years. I did know that, and it's like wow. that memory. Lucky what man. uses that? Mm. What uses that in my head? to know that anyway and look oh, nice overhead shot there 
You know what the name of his production company is? Christopher Lam- Lambert's produ- production company. Squinty Films. No, it's La- <laughs> Lambert. It's Lambert's um, studio. That's clever. Mm. I would have gone with Squinty. <laughs> <laughs> you pick up the phone in the office. Hello, Squinty. What? Hi, <laughs> <laughs> <I> Squinty. <laughs> This, that guy has a pretty huge bowl of fruit for like I'm guessing this is a public hospital I that's just a, say, I, you know that's that's the, the cinematography how do you we, play say we need some color look at the yeah. way he's doing the oh my god look at the hot dog he's just kind of picking up oh god imagine what does incompetent mean would you ever eat street food in New York oh fuck I did I have before. yeah I did yeah oh, I would as well yeah but now I'm a little bit more hesitant, but I definitely did. Because of COVID? I don't know. Now I've been warned about it. <laughs> Wait, am I? Oh, no. Wait, what's the, where is this? I thought for a second this was... Um... What's this location, this this library woman's in? I don't know. I've never been to Records. This is where she finds out that like Nash or Connor McLeod is like a, an immortal. She's been, he's been... Couldn't she just know, like faking. Google it? Like, <laughs> yeah. On her on Wikipedia. <laughs> First place, Syracuse. Okay, okay, okay. All right, let's look for his date of birth. So yeah, she's trying to suss out who who Nash is. That's what she's doing. And it's like, but he died years ago. He's Greg a white on. What else did he write? He did Backdraft. The Prophecy. Did he really? Mm-hmm. Did he really? Okay. Yep. Fair play, why done? He didn't do too much, but I can tell you right now. Well, I mean, The Prophecy, they made about prophecy, four, yeah. four fucking movies out of that, at least. At yeah, least yeah. And at least two or three. Imagine the residuals. Oh, my God. Yeah. Backdraft then, 2. Which only came out a few a years ago. made a second one? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, in the 2019. And uh, another film called Other Life, which I don't know anything about. Oh, that one's great. Yeah, that was fantastic. (laughs) But yeah. So he's really actually, he actually doesn't have that many credits. He has just one, two, three, about. My God, that's so embarrassing. Could you imagine being a writer and not having that many credits? (laughs) For someone who wrote Highlander in 1986, you would assume they would have gotten a shit ton of you know, um, action movie jobs after that. Whenever I see a writer doesn't have a long list of credits, I just know it's down to them just not being any good. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> what, other, what other explanation could there be? <laughs> I like this program they have here. It's they a ha- personal failing, and I just blame them. Here. They have, I like this uh, this uh, signature uh, program they have to match up the, uh, the, the writing. And the guy who's explaining, like, he's been around since, you know, this basically, he's, he just explains, like, McLeod's backstory. Yeah. And he's just like, uh, this is, he's in this for, like, about maybe 45 seconds, and then it's like, you never see him again. Yeah. And it's silly, because she's the one doing the investigating. She should be the one that uncovers this by herself. Absolutely. Absolutely. She- Technically, I mean, you know, she does. 
she, you know, she asked this guy and he told her who it was. But uh, we saw we saw a news vendor, a street vendor there, and I was just wondering why is he wearing a cooking apron when he's inside? He was wearing a cooking apron in the um, in his uh, news agent hut. Because he likes to wipe his hands off his apron. Oh, okay, there we got another holy ground scene. I've I've never quite, yeah, the holy That's, ground. Yes, something that is uh, like in, in the Highlander mythology, mortals cannot kill each other or fight on holy ground. Mm. Jamie think, just sent me a text message saying he, he has to go to the Jacks. No. Yeah, I was <laughs> so, I was trying to keep Jamie, it like on the slide while I, I and then the scene no, came up. we're we're Thanks gonna for... leave the recording going and we're going to see how long it takes. <laughs> Bring us with so you, Jamie yeah. is now leaving to go to the Jacks. Yeah, take my and... take my earphones off, okay. Ready? Okay. Leave one. <laughs> <laughs> but here, look you at this. Hear, you can hear us talking to you while you're on the jacks. <laughs> no, no, no. Stop, stop, stop. So the Kurgan comes into the same church and he goes up to the candles. And I just love the, the punk attitude of him just like swatting out the candles. Just been a pure little shit. Like Jamie. <laughs> Kevin. You're such a child. <laughs> so, is this a good film to end the uh, the run of commentaries on? Are you enjoying it? I am having a ball, Kevin. I'm. Uh, I am oh, yeah. having a. Yeah, I am actually having a ball because I haven't watched this film in at least fifteen years. I would say. Really? Um, yeah, okay. I, I got it on DVD when it back in the era of DVD, so that was early two thousands, and I haven't watched it since. And it's um, it's been a pleasure. Oh, look at you! Look did at the... not wash your hands, Jamie. You did not. That's why he's got an apron, Kevin. Just <laughs> <laughs> fucking brilliant setup payoff. <laughs> look at this perform. Look at totally this. Like, he is so cool. Kurgan is so fun in this. He is so much fun. The fucking shape of his head. The shape of his head. <laughs> and the tormenting the nuns. It's great crack. And Jamie, I had actually forgotten the whole thing about the um about the holy ground thing, which I think is another cool aspect of the mythology. Yeah, it doesn't I mean I think Highlander three at some point there's a point where like oh, who the fuck is it? Mario Van Peebles tries to kill Christopher Lambert and like, uh, like a wall blows down or something, and like all well, this, like a, a holy wind like blows across the the soundstage, and he was like, "Oh, I guess it's holy ground. I guess I won't kill you." But no. If I was a Highlander and I was just feeling <laughs> really lazy and I wanted to be lazy for like a, a you know a lifetime, I would just take up residence in a church. And just go, I'm living here now. Not going to fight anyone. I believe the Highlander TV series did do something along those lines. Uh-huh, right. Who's, gigg- who's giggling? Kevin's only now <laughs> sending me his text message in reply to my text message about the toilet. You will always be weaker than I. Shouldn't it go be for me? it. Kevin, you'll be delighted to hear I did go for it. Wow. <laughs> Holy crown, Highlander. Oh, Is that a noticing, tattoo on his I'm head? I'm only noticing it now, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd never noticed that before. The I thought it was just 
his hair. It's a, like a dragon. He's got a dragon tattooed to his scalp. That's pretty cool. So he got that dragon tattooed to his scalp, grew his hair out long, like a metal. But if you're immortal, event. I mean, how does that work with scars and tattoos and things? I mean, do you... I get tattoos. Okay, there's ink there. I could stay, but like... you just scar- keep healing over. Yeah, but he's, he's still got like a, a throaty voice when Sean Connery like cut his throat, so... Oh, no. <laughs> Father, forgive me. Mm. The size of him. I am a worm. He's a big man. Isn't it great? That's, that's a big bitch. <laughs> He's so <laughs> menacing. He's so menacing. I have something to oh. say. It's better to burn out than to fade away. <laughs> yeah, bitches. Is that a line from one of the the Queen songs? It's for, I, I'm trying to think. Is it something from it. My it sounds Way? Very familiar. Is it, is it like a My Way? A lyric from My Way? I'm not sure. <laughs> because they did for this film, Queen did a cover of um, uh, My, My Way. Way. Yeah, I hate that song. Not I even the Sex Pistols cover. Or what's his name? I just John. hate the sentiment of that song. I hate the whole thing of like, well, fuck y'all, I did it my way. <laughs> it's, it, it wouldn't be something I'd play at my funeral, Kevin. Yeah. Because I'd be dead. Uh, I think. <laughs> I've heard it a few times at funerals, actually. Oh, really? It's always it's always bastards justifying their sort of like dickishness. Shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was a shit, but I did it my way. So Christopher Lambert has now invited uh, the met- metallologist over to look at his toys. He's such a nerd. You know, in real life, it'd be like, look at my weapons. Welcome to my conversation pit. Yeah. Is that, is that what you're calling it? <laughs> yeah, the conversation. That's what they're actually called. They're kind of cool. That's the, the, the official name for them, a conversation pit. They were big in the 60s and 70s. Have you ever been... I'm a cloud of the clan cloud. Step into my conversation pit. <laughs> all, the like immortals, <laughs> all the immortals have conversation pits. <laughs> I, I, apparently, it is better to burn out than fade away is a... It's a misquoting of a Neil Young song. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I thought it might have been that... Um, Connor McLeod or the Clan McLeod, and I cannot die. I thought it might might have been the VHS tape. Stop motion skeleton selling uh, <laughs> the fact that you could re-record over VHS tapes. Re-record, not fade away. Re-record, not fade away. You can watch Scotch forever. Re-record, not fade away. <laughs> nobody, and I mean nobody, will know what I yeah. meant with that. I'm with you. I'm with you. So she, he, he said a... Makes her stab him. Yeah. And then. Yep. If my memory of this is correct, is there a sex scene? <laughs> yep. Uh, there, there definitely was. It seems to be very late in the film to have it, but I think if we're going to have it, it's going to happen now. It really She's is. It's like, oh my God, I stabbed you, but you're not dead. That's so sexy. Sexy. You've got I blood want on you me. inside me. <laughs> that is so hot right now. Mm. And then. Oh yeah, and then wow, that that is. It's very weird structure this film because 
are these the, the, the love interests, the leads? But the thing yeah. I find for it to be happening though, twenty minutes towards the end. Like, but I, I, I stakes. Kind of, I dis, I, I disagree because I find that <laughs> the love interest is is that woman. Here we go, Kevin. There it's you go. Kurgan. Say it one last time. Say it one last time, Kevin. For nipple, nipple. There we go. <laughs> for our last audio commentary. Silhouette of a nipple. Butt crack. <laughs> Christopher Lambert works out. <laughs> Nipples and buttocks. <laughs> oh, it's good to see he waxed in a way. This is, oh, and now we've got a tiger cut to a tiger. You, you'd imagine, I guess, if I mean, if you were immortal, you'd probably be all you've you've done everything. Like you've been in all kinds of freaky shit. Mm-hmm. I'd assume <laughs> so. Done yeah, the Karma Sutra front to back. That's why he has a conversation pit. It's also well, called seems- a, a sex pit. <laughs> <laughs> Step into my sex dungeon. Yeah. Oh, isn't that creepy in the background? Yeah, you can see Corrigan just in in silhouette in the background right there. I was going to say about those raincoats. Uh, the the thing about them that is I really liked. Other than the, it, it maybe looked like a, a sex criminal, but what I really liked about them is that they're incredibly light. Like you, really? you barely feel like you're wearing anything at all. What I want to ask you. Jamie about these uh, raincoats. Do they are they actually water resistant? Pretty no, much. They soak so, it up. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because I'm something something that looks so light and flimsy. It seems that it, the water would just like go through it like a tissue. Well, that's good to know. No, it's like you know you've got a you, you know you've rain covers in your pram and oh, I know I know give your babies and those things are pretty thin but yeah. Uh, also, as human beings, we're waterproof, so. Mm. We don't really need a raincoat. We're just protecting our clothing. <laughs> so we should go naked. He uh basically there was like he made her he, he made her stab him. She realized yeah. he was immortal. Uh she kissed him and then they went really quickly into the sex scene and then they went to the zoo. And then she yeah. got kidnapped. This is this is not a great day for Brenda, the <laughs> CSI lady. <laughs> Or the best day ever. Let let me put it, or not the great <laughs> afternoon. I love uh Clancy Brown is driving like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna yeah, I'm covering he's, my eyes. He's I, very this fun. this very is fun. the reason why this film didn't scare me, because of the fun that Clancy Brown is doing is is having with his character, where he's driving on the wrong side of the road and and screaming in terror along with her. It's funny. See that's the stuff that I would have leaned into where I've got I've got two heroes that cannot die. So they would just be doing the most impossible death-defying set pieces over and over again and having fun with it. Mm-hmm. And if you were doing a To remake, be fair, she the, the actress looks like she's she's doing... Oh, and he runs somewhere over. Like, he's he's taking this entirely seriously. Or she is, sorry. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Clancy Brown's like, oh, fuck this. I'm like, I'm like a thousand-year-old Russian immortal. And it, there are like literally no fucks left to give. I threw them to the starving the starving dogs to, to fight over. <laughs> hey, and look there. They're just having car crashes in the far distance of some of these shots. They're just throwing them away, not properly milking them. They're just going to go, yeah, 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 whatever. Just smash some cars against each other. Those cannon... What was the name of the cannon uh, guys? Oh, I can't remember their names. Menahem? Menahem? Yeah. No. Jimmy and John Joe. Go- no. Golem. Golem? Was there a Golem? Golem? Menheim and uh, they were Israelis, weren't they? Yeah, there's yeah. Golan or Golem was one of them. 
There's a really good documentary on that, actually, the, the Canon yeah. documentary. Yeah. That uh, I saw, and I really liked it, and I can't remember it. Electric Boogaloo. That was it. Yeah, it's excellent. Oh, slow motion motorbike guy goes over the top. I find it crazy. It's funny that, like, that's the thing that, like, sends her over the edge. Shut <laughs> <laughs> up. I knocked over this pizza guy. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, I'm just driving over the... I'm driving over the bridge. Oh, the silver cup. Which yes. turns up in... Um, a couple of other movies have, have referenced the Silver Cup uh, building. She fainted. Women used to faint a lot in the 80s. Well, you know, the air was thinner then. <laughs> <laughs> also, you could knock fellas out by just slapping them on the yeah. back of the neck. They obviously have given oh. out. To, but things have progressed into the 80s because we've lo- we've been watching uh, films from the previous decade, Kevin, recently. And back in the previous decade, if a woman fainted, you, would, you were just completely slapper. yeah you were just slapper that was and at least things have moved on you don't see as many uh, female slapping scenes uh, happening in 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 80s movies so i mean i just i have forgotten this is like uh the endless killings are driven him mad but uh well they just he just wants to have a sword fight with him i mean he's not he, he's not trying to like you know trick him he just wants to like cut his head off mm-hmm. he's like the school bully he's just not going to stop until he fights him mm-hmm. just teasing him and teasing him and teasing him but it's not like McLeod is not going to fight him I mean Cloud is like well listen you you, you murdered my mentor and uh, you know violated my first wife I, I, I probably would be like I have a some kind of need to avenge myself on you apart from the fact that you stabbed me <laughs> <laughs> years ago yeah how many years ago 300 years ago 400 years Five, ago 400 yeah yeah 400 yeah he's a kind of magic then he goes in the <laughs> elevator I'd like if he if he turned around to her and said Radio Gaga Goodbye <laughs> <laughs> <Radio Gaga. laughs> all we hear is Radio Barcelona. <laughs> I see you did the same. I was going to say that. <laughs> I was just going to do that. <laughs> so, so when so they have the big set, they, they're having their big climax fight here on that. What's the name? Silver what? Silver cup sign. Silver cup. They also shot the the Queen music video here as well because Christopher Lambert is um, in it. So they shot. They actually used this location and shot. The someone. Oh, is it that? Um, God, what's that Australian horror director uh, did recent di- diabolical, insidious? Uh, give me very oh, recent James one. Baz Luhrmann. Yeah, James yeah. one. <laughs> I know, I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> what was the last well, horror movie? He did, did you see Australia? Uh, <laughs> he did a movie with what's her face? Malignant. From Malignant, and that has a reference to this edit. Apparently, yeah. there's a silver, yeah, there's a silver cup building thing in it, which he did as a, a shout out, apparently, to his fellow Australian. Did you did you see Malignant? I haven't. I was reading a review, and uh, um, they were mentioning like, oh, there was a shout out to like silver cup. Obviously, this is like a, a reference to Highlander. And then apparently, I followed the Twitter exchange, and yes, it was. <laughs> that was it. Was exactly uh. what it was. <laughs> I need to get on Twitter. 
<laughs> no, you, you, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, I, I like these swords, which like set so many sparkles up when they like mm-hmm. whack things with them. I need I, I need it when I'm starting my fire. They're, they're glitter ones. <laughs> where's, where's my fire starting sword again? Just oh, Kurgan's just like whacking this fucking yeah. uh, the, the silver cup sunning down. And I like the kind so, of pirouette he's doing in order to. Yeah, it's his nice. It's <laughs> yeah. nice. The Kurgan has no respect for copyright. Uh, yeah. Like ballet. I mean, that is if. Oh, and all the letters of the silver cup signs start falling off. This nice. Oh, it's beautiful. And the water tower. Of course, there's a water tower going to fall off. They did spend money making this phone. I mean, Jesus, that was like close to 20 million. Like, what would that get you today? Well, like, diehard. Let's get you a one bedroom in Dublin. Die Hard was was Die Hard only 16 million or I'm mad am I going completely wrong on that one maybe Die Hard is a bit more I'd probably say not I'd say you're probably in that ballpark to be fair like it's a decent budget when you think Star Wars was tw- the first Star Wars was 12 million no because no. think about it True Lies was the first film to have a box off to have a budget of 100 million and that was what 92 Mm, so five okay. years before that they wouldn't have gone from like 16 million up to 100 million okay it would have been a slow creep up to 45 50 million. Oh, let's see okay just see how far off i am budget 25 to 35 million was diehard there you go yeah. so i was right yeah slightly It would be funny if it was the L that fell on top of him, so he takes a massive L. (laughs) 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 But they they didn't know what was coming down the pipe. (laughs) Gaming references. Did they even Um, have video games back then? Sure, they did. Yeah, I love the hand-drawn um, electricity effects. is It's so nice. It's so much. It's so fun. It adds the fantasy element. Adds to this fantasy element. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the fact that they're like they're waiting around on the roof of the Silver Cup building. So they're being electrocuted as they're fighting. Falling. Yeah, I guess so because they're immortal. They, they, it's like who gives a fuck. And now they That's fallen. a cool idea. As they uh, they fell from a height of a good fifty feet, right there, you know the way they they uh, still suffer injuries. Both of them should have shattered ankles. I I think this is like so stylish looking. This is like the last one of the prior Bond films, Skyfall. Mm, yeah. yeah, shooting a yeah. silhouette against the it's so nice. Macau skyline. I think you'll find that with Shanghai, but I'm not going to... Oh, I just did. Sorry. <laughs> um, was it Shanghai? I think it was Shanghai, yeah. I don't know. I never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, Highlander's just... back in the game. 
Yeah. Whew. It's kind of funny. She picked up a sword and she said, like, I'm a Highlander too. <laughs> <laughs> We're all Highlanders. Again, look at this yeah. camera move. Look at that fucking cool camera move, guys. Isn't that good? It's amazing. Yeah. It was yeah. all in the script as well. It was all in the script. Now, I actually think Mulcahy said, uh, Mulcahy says, in the script, it just says, uh, McLeod gets the quickening. And it's like, and we just kind of had to figure it out from there. But it looks class. It's a very oh, and the, good that music. music. Yeah, came and score. Isn't it good? Yeah. If you're also, are you going to listen to the, how are you listen to the music? We've got a teeny bit, the volume's up a teeny little bit so you can hear it. I have it on full blast in my headphones. <laughs> so I, I actually can't hear anything that you're saying. Oh, <laughs> oh I've got it now. Oh, shit, I could do this the whole time. Yeah. Could have, oh, well, yeah. then, I, then I couldn't have done my like stupid Sean Connery impression, so I guess it's like. <laughs> Look at that shot. Yeah. yeah, that was the thing. I What's said. the line Connery says? Well, apart You're from number anyone. one, McLeod. <laughs> <laughs> well, how long, how many times, how long did it, did you spend practicing that stupid. <laughs> Years. I'm, yeah. I, I, some would say I'm still doing it whenever I get it sort of, uh, nah, nah, I don't Will does the podcast standing up and whenever I look on the camera uh, while we're recording it's like the start of Die Hard 2 This is a cool. No, I'm just seeing his uh, Krogan's head being decapitated, and it looks class. And he's still swinging his sword. It looks spectacular. Best film ever. I I wanna I wanna put. I'm going back to my shoes at whatever I was at an 11 year old kid and showing this to other 11 year olds, and then were they were laughing at it, and I went, "Here we go! What a cool!" God, what kind of shitty eleven-year-olds you hanging out with? Bill? Yeah, like, they didn't get it. I was like, going, "What? This is not. This is fucking so class." And they, they just grew up were, and they went to your college, Jamie. <laughs> it's the same kids. Yeah. Oh my god, it's <laughs> the same. Quite kids. likely. It's oh like god. I'm. I'm. I don't know. Like I'm, when I showed hard boiled to like kids in my school, I was like, it was like, I don't know. They were like sixteen or something. And like, no, I don't know. It's like. What's with all the doves? Oh Good my look. god. Quickening overpowers me. Doesn't it, doesn't it always? <laughs> it always. Especially if you've had a few drinks. No, he's in an aha video, it seems like. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah. if only they're doing the soundtrack instead. Yeah. Why? What's wrong with Queen's soundtrack? It's perfect. Oh, I you can see the wires. The wires, oh, yeah. Oh, that no. Is. You never would have fire. seen the wires with Aha doing the music. Probably not. <laughs> no. They had higher standards. <laughs> are, you go- are we going to see the wires? Maybe. Not doing it. Not doing it. So, Kevin, I'm, and I'm guessing you haven't seen Highlander 2 or 3. No. Or the... No. So how do you? I've seen I'm a couple of. I see the start of the opening titles of the the TV show. Well, Remember let me ask used to come you. Come on, and I'd always just turn over. What? Okay, you've seen now. 
you've seen now Highlander. Highlander's cut off Kurgan's head. He's presumably, you know, there'll be only one. He is the only one. I'm going to ask you, pitch me. How do you do a Highlander sequel? Like, you basically, where do you go from here? You basically establish that the Highlanders are aliens. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing that can explain it science uh, wow wow <laughs> this explains so much it does and how we Kevin we need to have Sean Connery back in the sequel how pitch me away getting Sean Connery back into the sequel lots of money <laughs> it's a kind of magic <laughs> I'm, I'm actually kind of jazzed to watch the, the sequel now actually as a matter of fact oh man the sequel I, I watched it uh, maybe I was going to say like not that long ago there it is that was like probably 20 years ago thinking, but it was like I, I, I could it was so it was very lush looking but okay. narratively, it is a fucking, it's a mess. But it looks beautiful. It's got like so. Have many you not just the, watched the first one? Yeah, just your standards are too high, lads. No, my, I my, I've watched so many of these. The, I've watched so much of the series. Well, not that so much. I watched a fair bit of the series. Too much, but uh, I watched. Was, the th- uh, I've watched three of the movies, and at least no, that's it. Three of the movies, and I think I like. I turned on the television, and it was like. One of the uh, the made for TV sequels was on. I was like, eh, I don't think. And then I turned on. There was the manga TV kitty series, and it was like with with Sean Connery, someone doing a Sean Connery accent. I was like, my mind, I'm I'm just going fucking mentally here. I don't, I don't understand what the fuck is happening. Um, yeah, too much Highlander. So that was Highlander there, lads. This is me doing my uh, Jamie ASMR voice as we uh, wrap up <laughs> the end of the episode. Well, Kevin. what did you think? I thought it was fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, was it good for you, Jamie? What do you think, Jamie? Uh, I I drank a bottle of wine. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> did not. There's no way you drank a whole bottle. Did you really? Good man. Did you really? Good fucking My God, man, you hold it down well. Thank you. Apart from the time when you got up and you, you spent 20 minutes in the toilet and you had to pause the recording. <laughs> Jamie, you came back without your shirt on. Like, what's all that about? Jamie came back to stopless. Sweating. Sweating. Absolutely sweating. <laughs> Jamie, what are you doing in the toilet? With some sort of paint all across your chest. And a, and, a, and, a, and a tie and a tie a tie across across your forehead like like you're a, a drunk uncle at a wedding with a big ruler I had I had some business to attend to lads. I'm not going to get into it here <laughs> oh my god anyway that, uh, that I, was I, I, I enjoyed fun. watching Highlander again I thoroughly enjoyed I'll be realising the sound I could have put the sound up until about like uh, Two minutes from the end. <laughs> this was our. The nice uh, thing is, is that the the film will play over underneath us as we're talking, so people will be able to follow along a little bit better than you were able to. 
you should experiment seeing as this is our kind of like you know, last audio commentary for a while have the the film volume really high and our volume really low see how that, that only happens when we say something really wrong <laughs> <laughs> suddenly the film starts playing <laughs> like yeah. they've stopped talking they've gone away for a while it's really just because we've said something absolutely awful <laughs> <laughs> yes, listeners. This is it behind the scenes uh, expose here. Where yeah, that's why. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, thanks everybody for joining us for the last episode of All the Best Bits, and we'll be back with something new. This is the thing. Quite something soon. new. How we say something new. Something new. But thank you everyone for joining us over the last year on this epic journey through dozens of films classic films and thank you Jamie and, for joining us and on Highlander and thank Highlander yeah. <laughs> probably ended on the most classic of them all absolutely yes. fuck Jaws yeah <laughs> right good, good luck. night everyone And here is a clip from the lad's latest mini bits bonus show. The full episode, plus 100 more, are available on their Patreon. Mini bits. Another new episode. Of this Patreon podcast. Exclusive. The best bits podcast with Will and Kevin, how are you? Hi, honey. How are you? Oh, you know, I've got this. I've got my corn sorted out. I went to the Chiraptus the other day and uh, she Your said... corn? Uh, my corns. Did you, ever get, did you ever get corns? No. Did you know what a corn is? Yeah, it's a bunion on your foot, isn't it? Yeah, like in between your toes and stuff like that. Do you, do you not wear any shoes like around the house you walk no, barefoot? No, I, I, I wear... No, it's the opposite. GA shorts. It's the opposite. I wear incredibly tight shoes. Like those Chinese women oh. who get their feet bound, who had their feet bound, like, you know, before the turn of this yeah. last century. And so they had incredible corns and bunions. This is a great opener for a mini bits episode where we get people disgusted. Squally, it's episode 73 of the mini bits. <laughs> I'm Kevin, you're Will. This is yeah. our Patreon podcast. Thank you to all our lovely patrons. Yeah. A few of you have jumped in recently. I don't know what we said. We try to goad people into joining up every single episode and then every so often it's like a lot of people join because of one specific episode and yeah. I'm like what did we how did we say it what did we say on that episode that's different <laughs> to the other 270 episodes maybe it didn't sound as desperate maybe we said don't jo-. maybe reverse psychology that's how we should do it reverse psychology don't join up to our patron don't it's <laughs> You don't des- Everybody cancel. You, you don't deserve to be in this group. We don't want you. We don't we like don't the look of you. you. We, don't, we don't need anybody. <laughs> it's just us. It's absolutely just us. Hey, 
Should we tell people, we, we did, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't say it on mic, especially so early. We did an interview with the Irish Examiner last Friday. We did. Yeah. And uh, how do you think yeah. I, how do you think I did? I, I, I think you did all right. Like you didn't interrupt me once. So I was <laughs> delighted with how I came across, but you know, there's no sort of time limit on this. We don't know when it's going to get posted. One of our friends was saying, Kathy at the cinema was saying that their interview with, did they do the examiner as well? It was six uh, months yeah. before it posted. And, and the Guardian, I'm pretty sure they were, they were profiled in the Guardian as well. Yeah, but we don't do any really promotion. Like nah. We don't do anything. Well, this is our first time getting any sort of like proper coverage, which is going to be mad. So um, uh, listen to all you listeners who have uh, found us before we explode. You're, 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 you're an OG. Bust. You're an OG <laughs> listener before Kevin starts getting gold chains from all his Patreon dash. I think I'm more of a silver than a gold. I think oh, yeah. my uh, undertones suit more silver. But, uh, yeah. I just want to die. Those I, are my Prince Albert. Uh, <laughs> your hat? <laughs> yeah. I want Speaking of, of the, which. I want one of those diamond studs in my tooth. That's all I want. So I can go bing whenever I'm on a call. Oh, uh, yeah. Bing. I usually just, you know, wink and like glints. Yeah. Like starlight twinkle. <laughs> Speaking of which, I interrupted you. What, what, we, what, did, what did you want to speak of? Which? Start the timer. Oh. I forgot. You may as well. Start the timer. They, all, all these lucky losers are listening in and, and they're wondering, what are we going to be talking about? But we have to start talking about them after. Yeah. We, we say goodbye. But look, I wanted to talk to you about, um, well, you've seen a few things. You've seen the new Godzilla film. Yes. I've seen the first Omen. Uh, I saw Scoop as well. That, oh, uh, we're looking Netflix forward to thing. watching that. We are okay. Okay. I'll save my thoughts. And right. um, what else did I see? I made notes, but sure. It doesn't really matter. I think I saw it. And I was going to go through all the summer releases and see what oh, takes your fancy. Okay. Okay. I'm looking forward because I don't actually know what's what's on the horizon. So um, I'm Well, the Joker 2 trailer came out today. I saw it. Yes. I watched that. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of Chicago. Yeah. It's kind of like you see it's all very much in the mind's eye. It, they're calling it a jukebox musical. Am I right in saying that? I think you're right in saying that. So, look. Hey. Listen, uh, I actually, what it, what it did remind me of <laughs> was that I want to watch, rewatch The Joker because I saw it in the cinema and I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. It was kind of a bold new direction. Uh, I'm just going to go cinema. back and watch the episodes from the Batman 66 show, the Joker episodes. Oh yeah, that's going to be... Just to fill me in like on the lore. Get up to speed. Get you right up to speed. And you'll be there going, where... Where are all the guys in the purple suits with the masks? Where when are they going to show up? And like it's you know, a weird time though, where we have the Penguin TV show with Colin Farrell coming out, which is a totally different canon version of the Penguin. Then you have this offshoot of Joker, which is in its own universe entirely. Mm. And then you have the old Batman films that you can watch. Right, and, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's just I don't know. I'm kind There's of so many IP. But like it's this, just everywhere. what well, what's happened is the world, the comic book world, has very much entered the the film world. Is where you could have different runs, totally different runs of a character by it's different insane. authors, and there would be totally different riffs on it and stuff. Oh, oh, it's this is the thing, insane. Kevin. So I'm only catching up on this. You mentioned it to me on a on a pod on a podcast. Was it on one of those 
uh, it was the last. Show. It was the last mini bits. Uh, I you, think. S- you said everyone's describing stuff as insane recently. I- and have you started noticing it though? Only, only, only with people trying to raise you. That's the only type, only where place where I've noticed people. No, people under sort of trying to every, raise you. Oh my god! Oh my god! I could start posting though, like, um, tweets, comments, TikToks. Uh, articles, anything insane is everywhere. This is insane. That's insane. It's insane. There was a festival just going on about this insane lineup. Okay. I was like, oh, it's a mentally ill lineup. Okay, <laughs> it's just it's it's everywhere. And the other, th- do you know the other thing that's also bothering me lately? Wow. wow. And this has been bothering me for years and years and years. It used to be that everyone used to misspell definitely. They'd go defiantly. Okay. Oh, it's defiantly whatever. It would just they're morons. But no. <laughs> I just keep noticing everyone keeps spelling a lot as one word, A-L-O-T, a yeah. lot. Where has where have they gotten into their heads that a lot is one word? It's the same way that people will write every time as one word. What's the one that you've, you've pulled me up on a few times and I can't get it right? Compliment. Compliment. I can't, <laughs> but I can't get it right. It's like the I. Because I told you the other day. Yeah, and I went searching for it and I couldn't find it because I had to actually had to an, use it. If there's an I in compliment, it's yeah. I'm paying you oh, a compliment. That's a good way to remember it. Okay, good. And then compliment. I, I wrote that to you. But you did. And I went to try and find it because I was I found myself writing the word compliments. And I went, shit, Kevin. But, I, but you, you gave me a thumbs up, which meant in my world that, yeah, I read that. Thanks. But I did, right? I'm talking about a couple of days later when I was faced with the exact same hurdle of writing the word compliment, I went, okay, what did Kevin say again about compliment? There's an I and the E. What did he say? So I went searching for it and I found it, I think. And I went, oh, the I is paying me a compliment or I'm giving you it's a compliment. It's insane how little you can retain information. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, let's start talking about what we watched. Come on. Did you start the timer? Yeah, it's it's gone. It's ticking. It's ticking down. The world's going oh, to explode. You know, I have to put in the sound effect. I have to. I have to line oh. up all my sound effects. When you said start I the have timer, like, I have a whole it's... fucking. I have a whole soundboard. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Where's my fucking? What? Where's my ding dang ding? Here we go. The timer has started. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Right.